All right. Welcome, everyone, to the show. I'm so excited to have you guys all here today. And I am very excited to introduce my guest for today. We are going to be doing a deep dive into water consciousness. Now, for those of you that have been following my show for a while, some of my Making Sense of Life videos, I talk often about the elements, how the elements are so important for us to connect with, how they hold a consciousness. And I speak so often about how water is one of my favorite ones. I connect with it. I feel into it. I get messages from it. And my guest today is someone who can take that even to the next level, which is what I'm so excited about. Now, before we get into talking with her, I need to really tell you guys a little bit about about her background, because this is this is really neat. So Dr. Yael Green, she is a hybrid human, an ambassador of hybrid technologies and a living portal to other dimensions. She's operating with an integrated crystalline DNA in a highly plasmic state. She channels and accesses other dimensions in real time. And she uses technological understanding of the non-physical to activate and imprint the earth grids and the waters to return to their original state of neutrality. Now, not only that though, she also holds a bachelor and a master's in business and nonprofit management, a clinical doctorate in physical therapy, And she spent the last 25 years in the fields of organizational and systems management, physical therapy, somatics, and sound healing and education. So we are talking to someone with a stacked amount of metaphysical understanding, spiritual understanding, and concrete 3D world understanding. And she really merges and blends this all together. So Dr. Green, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you about all of the things. And and we're really going to focus a lot of today's episode on water and consciousness. But before we jump into that, I'm really fascinated by the hybrid human aspect of self in your description. Mm -hmm. So can we start there? Can we start with what is your uh, understanding of that? How did you come to understand it? And you can just tell us a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've always known that and by that i say that i am and it connects into the plasmic state piece i have always been able to move into a plasmic state which means that you know the easiest way to understand it is a bridge between both i've always had one foot on one side of the world and one foot in the the other dimensions of Mm -hmm. the world i have never connected with the karmic plan for this planet. Uh, I don't have any interest in it. I am here for a very specific purpose. I've been waiting for that purpose. There have other been other hybrid humans that I've met very few along the way because I'm in one of the first waves. So was, there weren't multitudes of coming onto the planet in the early 70s. But it's the capacity to, and to some degree, every human also is a hybrid because we are working from DNA that is not only earth-based. So an easy way to think of those parts of yourself is, hmm, am I, I just don't feel like I fit in. And the fitting in is because your physical body doesn't literally fit into the structure that you've been dropped into. And so often we think of it like we don't fit in at the playground because we're not living according to how people communicate or how people play or mm-hmm. within the system. But it can literally, literally be thought of like, wow, I don't fit into this 
mold that has been put on this planet. My DNA from wherever I'm from is trying to figure out how to fit in this suit, how to understand. Like, that's why there's all these memes of like weird alien looking things, because how do you fit into this? Like, we do look like this, like you and I seem quote unquote normal, but inside there is a lot of other stuff teeming in that realm. And so for me, it was that I, the connection with the body is very easy for me to move in and out of. Um, I, for example, I, I dropped into a family that I didn't even, I really never look in mirrors. I don't, I've never been like, there was never a pressure of like, you have to look this way. You have to, none of that was within the family that I dropped into. So I knew when I dropped in, I remember being dropped into the planet earth and wondering Mm -hmm. why I was here and why my family had left me on this planet. And so I was just waiting and waiting and waiting until we got to a point where the physical beings of humans could understand and process, or at least some percentage of them could understand what it is like to travel and that we're not stuck in this body that has, and there are plenty of people that are here for the karmic work of this planet, but it is not me. It doesn't matter to me what's on this planet or what's happening. I am here to help others to really bridge that gap and remind themselves of these pieces of them that were, I guess, hybrid. But for me, my DNA is future human DNA and DNA from the places that I've come from. And my experiences, my past lives are from these experiences. Not okay. Fabulous. I love that. That's that. uh, I can completely get behind what you're saying with that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Now with your, with the hybrid aspect of self, is it um, one specific lineage that you're most connected to? Like some say Pleiadian, some Arcturian. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a specific star lineage that you're really connected with or is it really all of them, any of them? I've had a lot of different assignments in different places. Um, the one that I'm in in this physical body right now because of the work that I am doing here is I guess the characteristics of Arcturian mm-hmm. because it's, there's a lot of scientific basis the the love piece of you know being Pleiadian they're really I think characteristics mm-hmm. and I know as humans like we want to put things in a box that makes sense for us to like here's who I am it's a piece that allows us to feel safe and comfortable in an identity Mm-hmm. Um, and part of what I do is identity building through relationship for people, which is very different than identity building based on characteristics of who I am in the moment, because it allows you to like, I love this. I think I always use Madonna is a great example of this and people love her, hate her, whatever mm-hmm. she, she makes and unmakes and recreates herself constantly. Mm-hmm. And the capacity to do that in your identity and your characters and bring in these different pieces is what I work with people on doing because that allows us to move in. And we talked about this just 10 10 minutes ago about this is what timeline, working with timelines are, working with water is really this capacity because water is constantly, it has four states. It has 72 different physical anomalies that no other element has. And so it has the capacity to constantly change its state in a beat. 
without having to go through trauma work, without having to say, oh, I'm going through a death process and I'm going through a rebirth. It does it seamlessly. So to be able to have that capacity to do that identity shifting and creating and recreating is what water does and that hopefully we're able to sort of be more in tune with because it makes life, it would make life here a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's interesting too, because we hear a lot about be in flow state, right? Flow like water, move like water through life. Uh, let water be an example. So I really see how you're portraying that and what you're saying. And I agree too, like flow is a consistent word that I hear from my guides that I try to embody too. And it's like flowing with things instead of boxing everything. And it, you know, like uncomfortably bouncing down a hill as a box versus <laughs> water is going to find the way yeah. to move right down that hill. Yeah. yeah. So that's quite that. I love that. So Let's Can I say about... one more thing? Because actually yeah, what please. I love in what you just said was that when the box goes down, it actually hits each of its sides and like runs into the environment, right? It runs into, which is, we do that a lot as human beings. We, we resist, we run into a lot of things, whereas water, what it is, it, it relates to its environment. It sees what it feels like and molds itself to that rock and how does it move around and within that rock it constantly has a dance so it's not coming up against and then it takes in like what can i learn from this soil or from this rock or from whatever it is flowing through and it takes that in and it leaves some of itself so it becomes this complete relationship that's built and when that water gets down to the bottom when you take it in it is full of all of this information. So we wonder like, how does water gather information? How does it have all the information of the entire universe and the entire galaxy and everything? Well, this is how, because that's how it relates to everything. So fascinating. And I, that's, it's so similar to a lot of things that I've seen too, with how my guides will explain water. So it's this really nice connection Um in what you're saying. So my question for you is how did you come to understand your relationship with water? Was there a moment or again, was it just a knowing you always had? It's the place I've been in. (laughs) The one, I didn't have many pictures as a child. I have like one album of like, you know, back in the seventies, we had to tear off the sheet and stick them in there. (laughs) And now you can't get them out because they're stuck there for 50 years. So there was one picture of me in a bathtub at like, I don't know how, and then nothing until like Disneyland at 12. So that is seemingly a seminal picture of like, I was thriving in water and I, that fluid plasmic state is really where I felt comfortable from then. I was a competitive swimmer. So I literally spent five to six hours, even when I was younger in the water every day, mm-hmm. even when I was a physical therapist, you know, these jobs that we do as an earth being because that's what we do I did water PT so I was in the water six hours a day with with people Mm -hmm. so it's always been a part of my life no matter from like the minute I was dropped on here from you know whatever and I think that's the thing it's important to remember that sometimes some people have never been to the ocean There are people that have never known what it's like to be at an ocean or at a lake. 
And so it, it doesn't stop you from connecting with water. It doesn't mean that, and we can talk more about that, but you know, the water coming out of my shower, that isn't beneficial. Certainly, you know, it's gone through pipes. It's changed a lot of its characteristics from before, but there are plenty of ways. And I get that there are also people that don't have access to clean water. So mm -hmm. whole nother issue, mm -hmm. but there, it doesn't have to be this, you know, you don't have to drive two hours to get to someplace to experience it. I think that's yeah. also something I want to put on there is like, everyone can have, mostly everyone can have access to it. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I agree. I mean, water is the thing that moves through all things. It moves through you, me, plants, soil, mountains, oceans, lakes, rainfall, waterfalls, back through you, back through, you know, like it's just this beautiful, constantly moving source of, like you said, knowledge and energy on the planet. Right. So yeah, I believe we can access it anywhere as well. Now, here's an interesting thing. The other day I happened upon, and it's so funny, the timing, of course, of our interview, I happened upon a piece of research in which they were talking about the consciousness of water, and it was carrying on from Dr. Masaru Moto's work on hidden mm -hmm. messages in water. And um, in this particular one, scientists had a poison of sorts in a glass vial that was fully closed. They put it in water for a day, um, and then they pulled that glass vial out, fed the water to rats. And then the rats all died. When they tested the water, the water had no chemical residue of the poison, but the rats that drank the water died anyways. And so their conclusion was that the water can absorb the energy, the consciousness of what was in that vial. Um, have you heard of that before? Yeah. And this actually started, the, the research started way before Emoto, actually. If you go back in time, um, Victor Schoberger, uh, was one of sort of he's called the water wizard okay <laughs> I just yeah. love that name but that was some of the start and we can even go back further than that when we look at you know tribal originations especially in Canada there's a lot of work around that in knowing the power of when we're even from you know the prayers that were put into water that came forth into who we are. I mean, there is, the fact is water is surrounding us right now. You can't physically see it with your eyes, but I have a friend who's developed a machine that just takes the atmosphere and then has a, it takes the atmosphere from where you are. And then you have water from there. Mm -hmm. It is around us. It's the unseen around us. So, and when we move away from empirical science and believe me, I spent you know, my doctor degree, evidence-based practice, like really evidence-based practice. Like, you know, I butted up against that all the time because the things that are evidence are the things that we entertain that we see beyond our eyes. And there is, there is absolutely a place of what is seen, but what is unseen of this is develop is that relationship that when you don't, when we've, don't know that there's that relationship when that 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 structure hasn't been built into who we are as human beings into our daily lives we forget that that knowing that that trust of their being relationship with everything around me is always there it becomes harder for our brains to move away from scientific theory and process mm -hmm. of cause and effect and that's where 
these studies are working, like get manipulate the brain so that it expands from cause and effect to what we can't see because that develops our knowings, our intuitions, our, you know, guidance, our who are we, how can we move into a more plasmic state? Because you can't, no one can see, there's no evidence to go through to do experimental process to show plasmic state, things like that. And mm -hmm. so I think that's where everyone is trying to understand is how do I shift a thinking from empirical to something that is natural based. Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of trust and it is not easy. It's not easy when it's not something that you built into your relationship routine. We don't mm -hmm. often thrive on a relationship in this time period. We're very singular. Right. Separate. Yeah. And our definition of reality is mm -hmm. factual based too, right? And so we're in the process of changing that definition of reality. So I find it interesting where science is trying to bridge the gap to prove esoteric metaphysical things with 3D based linear things, right? Mm -hmm. Like yes. it, it seems like the attempt to try and break into that within still the same box. Right? That is exactly it. That's exactly it. I mean, yeah. it, it's, yeah. And it's still the, and this still the, patriarchal masculine piece and it's not leaving that behind these two need to come together to relate to one another mm -hmm. to hear each other's stories and that's what water does when you spend enough time with it you can hear its stories mm -hmm. i don't know whether you mentioned this before we started the podcast but hearing stories and i you know i've been i lived in israel and worked in with stories and Palestinians like when we hear each other's stories and that's the stories of our natural world when we begin to listen with that we see ourselves in all of it but it's not until we start to develop those capacities to listen to another to be in counsel with everything everything around us because water has and I I know people like the land but the land wouldn't be what it, what it is without the water holding it together. And I don't mean to be supremacist about water, but mm -hmm. it would fall apart without having, the structure is actually the water. The structure isn't the land, mm -hmm. it's the water that holds it together and that allows it because if it was just land, it would crack and crumble. The water allows it to have flexibility and space and create new continents and still be part of a whole. Mm-hmm. So yeah, beautiful. So for people that um well actually before I go to that, I want to go to first, what are some of the things lately that the water consciousness has been kind of bringing through to you for humanity? Things on the horizon, things that are coming through through the element of water that really are going to affect humanity. There are things these are the things that have that has been coming through since we have stepped on this planet it's the balance of patience compassion understanding listening and power it's important to remember that the water 
you know, we, we love it until it overwhelms us or we think it overwhelms us when it comes into title form or when it seeps into that one space and all of a sudden the house that you live in, its foundation is all of a sudden from like, where did that water come from? How did it get through to those spaces? So it, there is a wanting to be seen and be a more than a use for us. It's meant to be a support and a relation and a lover and a parent and a child and it's playful. It wants to be seen in all the aspects that it carries in those moments that it can support you. Because when you ask for this support, the water can give it to you. It's, it wants to just be asked. Mm -hmm. it's, it can play all of these parts. And sometimes it knows it needs to be powerful, even though it brings us into fear and death. Those are parts that are necessary. There's nothing wrong with death. Nothing wrong with it at all. Uh, in learning to see this, like that is this overwhelm and almost coming into it. Because so for example, when we go into a wave, if we flow with that wave, all of a sudden it will bring us back up to the, the top. There's no need to resist because it's, it knows it's, it knows the pattern and it knows when there's someone in that pattern, it will bring you to the place where whatever contract that you've worked with, because all of these people who may have perished in these places have a contract. I mean, that is, we're all here. Death doesn't mean that it happened too soon. It means it happened for a reason. And mm -hmm. that was, that was the understanding, but it's needing to be asked and see how it can support us in whatever aspect we need it to, that we can go to it. That even if we envision it in our capacity to imagine, that's all that it needs because it can provide that for us. Mm -hmm. It's here for us. There, there's no other in that the specific messages that each being needs to hear will come forth. So, and I, you know, I agree with so much of that because I've found that the more that I've connected into water, the more that water can then bring messages, can bring clarity, sometimes in words, in the same way I hear spirit, sometimes in feelings, sometimes in knowings, sometimes in a jolting answer imagery. I mean, all of the psychic ways or the clairs or any of that is how water can bring it through. Um, so I've experienced that myself. So I can say I completely get it. Now for people that are really new to this and they're listening to this and they're like, yes, but how do I start? Like, how do I introduce myself to water? So if we, if you were to make it really, really plain and clear, like a step one, maybe step two, step three for people to follow a entry point into connecting with water what would you say well i and i understand that this is i would first clarify 
that this is our brains wanting something to follow. Mm -hmm. So let's just be aware of that and put that on the table. There's nothing wrong with it, but I want to put a, this is our, and I use ego, not in the egotistical, but yeah. ego in, we need it. It structures, it helps us survive. Mm -hmm. So if we put it on there that if I do all of these things right, and in the steps that I've been given, I should reach this result. Yeah. <laughs> so I will turn it on its head right there, knowing that, okay, that's, and I wanted, I'm going to acknowledge that that's what a part of me needs, that one thing. And now I'm going to take a second step and see, because there are other parts of me that need other things as well. So I've got the head part. Now I would love to invite you into going into the heart piece of it. And I think this is an easier way to see it. If I say, I got you, ego, like I get, you need that? Yes. Let's put this here for a second. We know there could be a process and I know you need that. That's important. We're going to keep you safe. And now what I'm going to do is I'm just even going to like feel some water and feel what that feels like. So I'm going to get it a, a feeling, a somatic sense of what water feels like, even if it's just in my imagination, even if I don't have access to it, because the nervous system doesn't know any different. It doesn't know whether you're imagining it in your mind, quote unquote, or in, through the senses. The brain thinks it's the same thing. It doesn't matter. So you can do any of that. And then settle into what you notice in the physical body first. Because that will lead you to the intuitive, to the guided, to the messages. But first you need to get into your body and out of your ego mind, into the body, before you make the leap into, here are all the messages that are coming forth from me. So if I feel and I'm in this state and in this place, and I want to say I'm on the ground, not grounded, because we don't really know what grounded means. I'm on the ground. And now how I do I feel? Oh yeah, the breath, the breath comes into it and I start to feel a gentleness and a longing and a sweetness. And this is just me in the moment feeling it. And almost the, like a desire, that's water speaking to you. It's relating to you of who you are right now. That's its gift. Mm -hmm. It's mirroring. It's a mirror. So you, yeah. You described that beautifully, um, so beautifully, because I had a experience, an experience like that, where I remember when spirit was first saying like, okay, hey, you need to get in touch with water. I'm like, yes, okay, I'm in touch, right? <laughs> they were like, no, you need to connect. And they, they brought me to this lake and I'm not one to go in cold water. I like warm water, right? Like, ugh. but it was such a spiritual draw to go in this lake. So I did, I was like, all right, what am I going to do in the lake? They're like, you're going to merge with water. And I was like, what does that look like? And that's where, again, like you're saying like, okay, you're, you're needing to follow a step-by-step -step to validate mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And there was no step-by-step. -step. There was a willingness. And I did, I mm -hmm. walked into the lake. I just swam out to the middle of the lake mm -hmm. and it wasn't hot summertime, but I just surrendered to mm -hmm. the experience, to the feeling of my body. Like you said, mm -hmm. I just laid on my back and I was there and I said, I am here. And like you said, the water responded 
the temperature merged with me, the frequencies of our mind and water's frequency, we merged together. So we were completely one. I was one with the lake mm-hmm. and that was it. And it was a complete harmony and an experience. And I got out of the water and then was frozen. Yes. Right. Like it was so funny. I was like that. Even my husband was like, you don't do that. Right. <laughs> and so that's why I can like your description was beautiful because that was literally my experience a number mm-hmm. of years ago in learning to merge with water by simply experiencing it. And it was after coming out of the water, the downloads of what I understood from that experience came in and I could linearly explain it. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. It's like turning it on its head of how to, of a how to. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I mean, I can just picture it and feel that. And it's just, it's exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. So for people to really just experience it, like you Mm -hmm. said, like go and experience water. Yeah. And I, the, I just opening up the opportunity, like, cause I also work with people who can't get out of bed, who mm. can't move that you can still do this because the nervous system works this way. So I want to really encourage, like, this doesn't require you to walk anywhere. If you can't, you can mm-hmm. do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it incorporate everyone can yeah. be part of this. That's amazing. That's really amazing. So in terms of water and um, system repatterning, is that kind of what you're talking about? Where like you can use the water to repattern like mm. nervous systems, emotional systems, right. physiological systems, all of that too? Yes, Ex- that's exactly it. Um, it always gives me like just so much joy when it's like, yes, could I do this? Like, Yeah. <laughs> you you can you can be this and do this which is the and i want to make a point about this because we there's so many things out there of like do this modality and you will have this experience because people only post the things that are like the miraculous experiences mm-hmm. those moments are because you did the work before and you happen to be with the right person that resonated that allowed that transition and the transformation to happen into the oneness, but that's all that gets posted on things. Mm-hmm. So uh, expanding this because there's, there is so much more that goes into this. That's really just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, now I change clothes, but can it be that quick? It, it absolutely can, but it means that you are, doing the connecting, you're spending the time with it, your, the physical body, the nervous system works a lot slower. This is not new news. We know it, right? Mm -hmm. Not telling anyone anything they don't know. That is the three-dimensional harmonic frequency as opposed to whatever 25th dimensional, whatever people are at and believing at this point is that the speed and frequency is just a movement up and down when we get to neutral. So that speed collapses. That's how we collapse time is when that speed gets into when two waves come together and they drop into a neutrality of that. So we see that having two waves is very important in the relationship with this. So when we're allowing the nervous system to relate to something other than its normal pattern, right? Because a train goes on the same pattern all the time. When we allow it to relate to something, there's that 
schism that happens. It stops in its tracks for a moment. This is sort of the process that when we look at vision quests, that's the death piece. When we walk into the death lodge, when we're like, oh, okay, I, I'm leaving. There's a schism there. I'm ready to make this transition. I don't know how to do it. But what I do know is I've got to leave some behind. So we've got a, that pattern that's there. I've got to work through the process of knowing that I'm going to leave that behind which can bring up everything that it brings up fear, you know, resistance, holding on all of that piece. So that comes up and then we enter into this sort of, of openness that can feel scary because it doesn't have a lot of boundaries. It's this, and this isn't water because water has boundaries, but some of its state does not. So we can use different states of water vapor to start to like, oh, okay, I want to, I'm in this stage. So it, it means I'm aware of what stage and what I need. So I could actually use those stages of water to start to mirror what I need for my nervous system at this time. And so that starts to repack because what the nervous system does is it just takes in sensory information. That's all it does. It takes in sensory information, brings it up to the brain, that processes, it puts it in a new box, in a new place, sends back out a signal saying, here's how I'm going to emote, here's how I'm going to move, here's how I'm energetically from our auric field going to express out from there. So we can use each of these different states to really, when we know what's going on, when I feel overwhelmed, when I feel, when I feel to a numbness, we can start to use water, like what, which state do I really need to start to either break the pattern or hold the pattern or integrate the pattern. Does that Absolutely. make sense? Totally does. The whole time you were talking, I just kept hearing my guide saying, transmute, transmute. Water can help you transmute something into the pattern mm -hmm. you desire, whether that be the releasing, the returning to flow state or the new beginning, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. the death, the rebirth, the the calm in between, like whatever. So yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's beautiful. And it, what I really like is that people are starting to talk about this, right? You're sharing stuff about this. A lot of your work is based on this. And I know it's coming through from my guides and there are others that are talking about the elements and how, when we connect to the consciousness available to us here can help us totally transform our well, our health and wellness but also our interaction as humans on this planet at this time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Then that is such an important piece is that our interactions are so important to our own health, whether it's our energetic health, whether it's our physical health, um, that is that relationship is so important. And I was like, do we need all of these uh, we need to relate. It doesn't mean we need to put our values and everything else on any system. We just, our system is about relating, not about this movement and this movement matters and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's about learning to relate to all of the elements. And in fact, that is saying relating to the human being because we are a bag of elements. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love your saying relate because that comes back to your point in the beginning, which water is trying to bring through compassion, the energy of compassion and through the sharing of stories and water can essentially 
bring those stories to everybody. Like technically somebody could pray in their shower to send out goodness to others through the water that goes down their drain to the next, wherever, like we can share the stories through the water, through the elements, like all of those ways. And when we realize that amazing connection we have around us all the time. And like you said, even in the air, in the Mm -hmm. moisture in our air, Mm -hmm. it's an amazing connectivity between everything on our planet. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's stunning when we see that. And so that's why I find it so exciting that this is coming back up into the consciousness of people now, Mm -hmm. even if it is an openness to hear it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I can see why for you with your journey and being on the planet at this time with the understandings that you have, how you said in the beginning, you're waiting, you were waiting for a time in which you could fulfill your role, speak your truth, stand in, you know, your knowings and that that time is here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's the portals, you know, it's such a term that we use, but water is one of the main portals in all of the, not just on this planet, but in all of our galactic understandings, we can use it as that portal to understand all of who we are. Mm Mm-hmm in in a way that can that we can hopefully have done enough to stabilize the physical body so that it when it does come back in it holds itself in there Mm -hmm. and that's the other piece of doing the work is that you don't just go to you know a channel and like they've told me this and now my life is completely different the body can't hold it unless you've done the work internally to create the environment for that to hold itself. Yeah. The environment is so important to be there. That actually, because the body is so self-sustaining and so self-healing that if you create the proper environment, it returns back to its neutral, natural state. So we don't need to really do anything. I know mm-hmm. our Western mind thinks we do everything. Like, right. Do we really? Do you think if we had to think about beating our heart that we would, any of us would be alive? No. If we had to think about all the stuff that happens in this body, we'd all be dead. Yeah. <laughs> We're not, we couldn't do that. That's funny. Good point. Very good point. So my question to you is, um, for those of you that or for those listening that really want to connect with what you're doing, what kind of stuff are you offering right now? Or what's in your, um, what's on your radar? Yeah, I do. What I love doing is mentorship work with people. So I walk people through, we meet weekly. I walk them through this sort of process because inevitably people are like, I'm really interested in water and that will be the portal. Like this is the teacher that, that I use and they'll come with whatever that is. And all of like, the, I do this sort of work. And then it will go through the process of like, okay, they bring things, we have conversations, they bring things, you know, into the space. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and you know what, my guy, this is what's really coming in for my guy. And like, and then we start to unravel that. And so we go through the process of, you know, death in the flow space, rebirth, and it's mostly people who are like, I am in this transition and I, they've done a lot of work. They've done some somatic work. They've done some trauma work. They know how to hold this in their body because I'm not holding this for them. I'm sort of 
dropping it there. Then they're going on their sort of vision quest each week or each day. And we stay in communication if there's stuff that comes up. And then there's, they come back the next week and we talk about what's been going on, the shifts and how do we support this next time period. So I do a lot of three to six month mentorships with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then hopefully now starting back to get back into going to some sacred waters to do this journey. And, you know, people want to do individual ones, but group workings with coming back, having counsel with that uh, in, you know, three to seven day journeys. Mm-hmm. And I'm always open to single sessions, but I find that because this work is so deep and so powerful to get people to really know themselves and remember that they don't need anyone outside of themselves, because that's a big piece of this. This is just a portal. It's that coming back in and remembering and being able to go through that. I do single sessions if people are, you know, like just a little bit, but I often find yeah. they want to come back in and do the the deeper work because they know there's like I know there's something more for me out there Mm -hmm. that's that's the thing that's beautiful and so all of that people can find that on your website Mm -hmm. right yeah so I'll have the links below in the show notes and stuff so people can connect with you there um now this has just been so amazing and I just I want to thank you for your expertise and the way that you can really describe something so that we can get mm-hmm. into it. I feel like mm-hmm. every time you're talking I could get into what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So that that's really neat. So my question for you before we close is if you were to leave the listeners with one thing to ponder that is really pertinent from your perspective at this time of evolution, ascension, awareness, whatever that is, what would that be? What would you want to leave everyone with to ponder? Well, one, I just wanted to thank you for giving water this. It's really the water that's coming through and bringing all Mm -hmm. this. So I appreciate you opening up the space for that voice to come through. Um, And the the water appreciates that. Absolutely. I would leave you with that you are seen by water. No matter where you're walking, no matter what is happening in your life at this moment, water is witnessing you. Water is seeing you. It may be standing back. You may not be connecting with it, but it is always here for you. There is no time that it's not. It's standing around it's supporting it's giving it's whatever you need so it just takes a moment to come back in and it's the patience that water has for all of us to wait to be seen is its gift it doesn't leave us it's always there that's beautiful i love it and i i think that's such a nice Ah, a nice invitation from water for everyone as they, you know, go on through their day in the next couple days, weeks, weekend, is to notice how water is actually witnessing you. And when does that come back online? How do you notice it? How do you see that? I think it's a beautiful thing because that's an invitation back into the relationship mm-hmm. with water, right? A deeper relationship with people, with themselves, with the world around them, with the magic of being human at this time. And in this awakening of humanity. So I think that's beautiful. 
Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, for sharing your wisdom and expertise and all of that. And I definitely would love to have you back and chat again. So much we could talk about. So um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, you guys. And uh, we'll be back again. I'll be back again next week. And in the meantime, definitely check out the websites below for more information. And I will see you guys next week.